Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It's the first episode of Guys of a Certain Age. Robbie Koblenz in studio alongside Art Shirley. And Jay Reed. I was expecting Jay you to do your Spanish names since I did a Spanish <laughs> can't down, and that's why you kind of giggled. Arturo. There. I don't have a Spanish name really. I have a French name that my French teacher gave me. So you didn't take Spanish? I did not. Took three years of French. Would you know be Hey Jeremy? What's Jeremy. that? Jeremy. Jeremy. That's she just chose it because it started with a J. It didn't have really anything to do. Oh, with it my started name. with a J. I didn't know what what consonant it started with. What Jeremy or Jeremy. Boy, sounds like a villain. Shout from, out to Miss Johnson, from, the best French teacher Ms. ever. Johnson from from the Rings of Power. Yeah, you're you're a new villain from the Rings of Power. Uh, did you take Spanish short? I took Latin and French. Ooh, and I remember none of it. <laughs> was was it truly? I was a, try to say that in either Latin or French, and I could not. But Latin's a dead language, right? It is. It wasn't when I took it. <laughs> it was popular. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Ooh, that was good. Thank that you. was a popular thank you, thank one at our school, too, the Latin Yeah, class. Latin was taught in my school as well, and mm. um, just, no, no thank you. I was told chicks dick guys at New Latin. <laughs> I was misinformed. <laughs> you were lied to. I was lied to. So. Well, look, before we go any further, thanks to everybody who turned out at Dave's Dark Horse. Yes. You know, what a fun time. I know. It was a great time. We really had a good time. We had a really good time. At least Art and I had a good time. What about you, Jay? I had a blast. Did you have a blast? Uh, Wasn't it always one of your dreams to perform on the stage at Dark Horse, Jay? It was not in that manner, but yes. And I brought my drum even, and we didn't Wait, even mention it. You sang? We didn't mention the drum. I you did sang. sing. We did that, sing, that which was... should not be mentioned. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, what was that, Les Mis? Uh, yes. Yeah. We put the miserable in Les Mis. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, well, yeah. you know, kudos. but we had a, we had a, it was a crowd favorite though. We, we, at least one person in the crowd was enthusiastic and and recognized it from Les Mis. And that wasn't was your the, mom. I think it was the only time I heard audible boo- booze, <laughs> <laughs> other than my cousin going, "Where are the booze?" But <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. rest of the times were inaudible boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay, Mrs. Reed. Here we go. Oh, yes. here we go. Here we go. Anyway, but it was a lot of fun. Thanks for everybody it was a lot who, of who fun. came out. Thanks to Dave. Yeah, and he Dave must have lost a bed. I still feel like he must have lost. He probably a bed. lost a bed. Yeah. Dave Hood was great. Dave the proprietor of Can you stop creaking over there, Jay? I don't know if I can or was not. Was that the I'm chair old. or your knees? <laughs> that was right. my knees. Not in a chair. Yeah, I, next time we're going to put the camera on Jay's side because I got tired of seeing me fiddle with knobs, grab water, the whole nine yards. Uh, we'll put it yeah. We'll make we'll just have the camera on Jay's face the entire time. But the sound I, I, I don't good. know. It sounded great. It sounded great. It sounded yeah. great. It yeah. uh, streamed really well. So. I saw some still shots of my face caught in like mid, almost smile and things, and it was it was a sad, <laughs> sad, sad well, picture. Let me, smiling has nothing to do with that, Jay. That's well, right. You may be right. With, I may be crazy. You may be uh, crazy. Yeah, I just may be the lunatic you're looking for. Let's jump into some uh, geeks of the week. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Going once. Yeah, I'll Our go guy. first. Uh, it turns out that uh, Kal-El is officially returning as DC's main Superman. You know, we talk about comic books a lot. We talk about comic book movies. We don't really talk about the books themselves all that much. So this is actually happening in uh, DC's comic book world. 
Uh, I don't think in terms of uh, any other world, people realize that Superman, Kal-El, was not the main Superman. His son, Jonathan Kent, or John Kent, had been the main Superman. But what, No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Kal-El had been off-planet, you know, was gone for a while in a fight, and uh, apparently lasted a little over a year. And now he's returning, and he will be DC Universe's, DC Comic Book Universe's main Superman again. Now, it looks like they're setting up... Uh, a family situation similar to the Batman family that he's always had. Batman said Robin, Batgirl, Batmite, all these, all Bat these different Might. All these, Batmite. Yeah, all oh. these different folks. And and Superman has a similar, you know, uh family kind of thing with Supergirl. But uh now he has a son, at least one son. I thought he had two sons, but uh, one of them is super powered. And then there are these twins that uh he's adopted from Apocalypse or somewhere. That are super powered. That are are know, they wonderful? Wonder twins? No, <laughs> I wonder who, what kind of twins they are. Activate. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, what, there's a Superman family kind of feel to the whole thing. People have compared it instead of the Batman family. It's like he's doing the Captain Marvel family thing now too. But so, so what about crypto? Is crypto being? I don't know if crypto's being retconned or not. Did He'll you, be back. He, you know, but I would think he would be because you know the movie that came out, the superhero pets. I mean, he's apparently still around somewhere. Did either of you guys watch the superhero pets movie? I have not a, watched it. I haven't it's on yet. HBO I'm going Max. to. Yeah, it's on HBO Max, so I might check it out. Yeah, it was yeah. my Geek of the Week one, so I intend oh, to watch it. I thought yeah. it was going to be for today. <laughs> not, no, no, no. Yeah. Well. So, okay. Uh, and there's speaking of Superman, there's still rumors that uh, Henry Cavill is going to reappear as, as Superman in one of the movies. They thought he might make a cameo in in Black Adam, which I think premiered this week. I'm not sure when it comes to local theaters, but it it probably will be in local theaters by the time this airs. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's close. Maybe if not, then shortly afterwards. But are they doing theatrical first, then HBO Max? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch it on HBO Max. Uh, speaking We're not going to all go see Black Adam? We don't do that for the DC movies, do we? Nah. We really don't. Mm-mm. Uh, did you see where Kevin Smith is bringing um, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League back for a, a theatrical performance in one theater? No. Uh-uh. I thought that's what you were going to do. That was going to be my geek, and then I abandoned it for another one. So... Anyway, yeah, Zack Snyder, who is big buddies with Kevin Smith, he of, of Mallrats and Clerks fame, um, he's bringing it to a theater in New Jersey. I can't remember. Anyway, he's bringing it back for a theatrical run of one night in one theater. Okay. So why? What What is that? I don't know. It's just an event yeah. thing. It's probably to get his name in the thing because Clerks 3 is also about to come out. Yeah, maybe so. so. Yeah, I, Clerks 3 is going to be, uh, I think it's a digital release. Uh, okay. And so he... Well, it, you remember that Kevin Smith wrote a treatment for a Superman yes. Returns movie mm-hmm. way back when. We've talked about that before on this podcast, I mm-hmm. believe. Oh, so sure. And that was the uh, Nick Cage version, yes, right? that was going to be the Superman Lives, Yeah, um, which was... Uh, I think Tim Burton was a, was attached to it at one point. Nick Cage was in, attached to it. There's there's pictures you can find on the internet of the of Nick uh, Cage in the, in the he loves Superman. He's a huge Superman fan. Well, didn't he spend a lot of money on, like buying rare comics? And yes, stuff. and I think one of, one of, of his children that... is named Cal or Clark or something like that. Of so, course, yeah. of course they are. Yeah. So anyway, wow. Cal okay, Cage. Clark Cage. Okay. Uh, what's your geek? 
Mr. My geek is as we record this today. Um, today, not to- as we record tomorrow or yesterday, but today. Today, October thirteenth, has been a year since the was it the Blue Horizon or Blue? I thought it was Blue Origin. Blue Origin, yeah. Blue Blue Horizon is I, I the old. His, I know his geek better than he does. Blue Horizon is the hotel in Fort Walton that I stayed at when I was in the. <laughs> A senior in high school. Was Faith Hill there too? Not there, no. She had better sense, I'm sure. Um, Whoa. And she wasn't a senior. I was a year older than her. Ah, so still are go. probably. Probably. Are yeah. you still a year older? <laughs> but you don't look Not as a good year as, smarter. You don't look as good as Faith Hill at Absolutely, 53 I as do you not. do at 54. And that can be proven on our Facebook Live video. But yeah. Anyway, so a year ago, Blue Origin Faith Hill was up. there. Thanks again, Faith, for showing up. <laughs> and who was on the Blue Origin? William Shatner. William Shatner. And so Shatner. Do you really not know? Are you asking Robbie for, <laughs> so uh, what was my geek about? Yeah. He, so he was on there and he's got a book coming out this week and it is called Boldly Go, Reflections on a Life of Awe and Wonder, co-authored by Josh Brandon. But here's the thing, his reflection on this was not what I expected. And here's just, just a little quote from, from his book regarding that experience. He said, everything I had thought was wrong. Everything I had expected to see was wrong. So, I was mean, expecting I, Klingons or, <laughs> or space dock, you know. Yeah. Well, if you read the little excerpt, he was expecting a lot of connection. It was like the next step in the journey and that oh. sort of thing. And what he found, and there's a word for it, it's called the overview effect. And it, apparently, it's affected several other astronauts historically. And it's when someone goes up and sees Earth from orbit and realizes, you know, how fragile things are. exactly yeah. exactly yeah and so he got up there and he looks one way and he sees earth and and thinks of sees the light and the warmth and that sort of thing he looks out the other window and it's just black yeah he talks a little bit about that after he landed okay well and yeah seeing he's, like the very thin level of atmosphere and just realizing that's all that separates us right and he yeah. he, he goes on to talk about how um when uh, like in the film that jodie foster was in contact uh, contact yeah. He said she got up there and based said on they a novel by sent, Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan, that's yeah. right. You say so. Yeah, I read. Um, they you should right. have sent a I own it. I own it too. Do you? I own do it? not own it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Would you like a copy <laughs> or two? <laughs> um, yeah, really. Busy reading Shatner's novel. Not really. Oh. Uh, so they should have sent a poet. Is what Jodie Foster says, and he says I had a different experience because I discovered that beauty isn't out there; it's down here with all of us. And so anyway, it was just really kind of profound how he thought his expectations were completely turned around when he got up there and looked back and realized, you know, how fragile life is here and how mankind was, I and mean, he gets kind of into the, you know, the fragility of life and how mankind is screwing it up. I and mean, that's misquoting him a little but I mean, that's summing it up, but made him more appreciative of the relationships and the people and how we, and, and how we should behave really. I mean, as, as human beings. And so I just thought that was an interesting, because you would expect, Captain Kirk goes to space. How awesome is that? And, yeah. it, and it was, but not in any way the way he expected it to be. Ah, that's cool. That's fascinating. <laughs> I thought, as some might say. Okay. All right. Well, first I'm going to say, if you have not watched the season finale of She-Hulk or She-Hulk, pause this podcast and go watch it. Okay. Bye. Okay. <laughs> And we're back. And so my geek of the week is following up <laughs> complete on complete spoiler on yeah. she No, no complete spoiler. <laughs> yeah. But uh Disney Phase Six has been pushed back. Did oh, you? I really? mean Disney Phase Six, Marvel Phase Six. I saw some I dates, think you, a bunch of I dates. I think you removed. spoke a little bit of truth in there. Yeah, it really is Disney Phase Six. Uh-huh. So um 
so Secret Wars was supposed to be the next big Avenger movie. And uh, so you're going to have, let's see, Avenger 6, which is going to be loosely based upon Secret Wars, was originally going to come out November 7, 25. It's been pushed back to May 1, 26. Uh, Blade's production has been halted. They have parted with directors. So they're going to bring in a new director. You've got uh, Deadpool 3 and Fantastic Four, both in delays. And then the next... Avengers movie past secret wars is going to be the King dynasty. Uh, so anyway, wow, that's really, that's really delayed. Isn't yeah. It wasn't secret wars. Was it moved to 24 or 25? It was, a- I just said it was moved to 25. <laughs> 20. Not even sure. No, there's a bunch of things. It was originally going to be November 25 and now it's going to be moved to May 26. Wow. I think originally I'm you, you need to jump on this DC bandwagon. We need to go see black movie. Adam. Yeah, no, that's okay. Okay. So anyway, the Phase Six has been basically pushed out a year okay. at this point. So still no fantastic forecasting news that we know of. They do have a director attached. They do have a scriptwriter attached. Krasinski's going to be too old. He probably is, yeah. but he's probably not going to be Reed Richards in this one. Yeah, I think I don't think he is either. Yeah. So, but uh, what's really funny is. You, I cannot wait to get your reactions to the She-Hulk yeah. season finale, which is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, if if Becky wasn't a big fan of it, I probably would have watched it this morning, but she wants to watch it. We talked about it last night. Looking forward to it tonight. It's hilarious. I mean, I literally, the, the climax, you, you I laughed. L-L-O-L'd. I you literally laughed out loud. Multiple times. I'm just going to say Deadpool has no self-awareness breaking the fourth wall on Jennifer Walters okay, cool. at all. So. Okay. Well, let me bring things down for a bit before we transition. Oh, yeah. Speaking of transitions. Yeah. Uh, Celebrity Death Watch, we're uh, remembering Angela Lansbury, who just passed away this week at 96. Dame. Dame. Angela Lansbury. So I said Dame. She's gone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but sorry, Mrs. Reed, I guess, maybe on that one. But um, uh, anyway, 96 years old. Uh, I think probably best remembered uh, for Murder, She Wrote, the TV series, but also was in Beauty and the Beast as Mrs. Teapot. And my first awareness of her was in Bedknobs and Broomsticks, which oh, is yeah. still one of That's my right. favorite Disney movies. Certainly fits within our genre. It's a, it's a, if we, I watched it uh, probably right after I got Disney+, Plus, and it still holds up. It's still a lot of fun. I mean, it's just, a, you know, it's a little supernatural sort of, uh, fantasy kind of piece, so it's kind of neat. Um, if you haven't seen uh, Angela Lansbury in earlier roles, you need to go check out Gaslight. She's got a uh, a role in that that is just it's funny to see thinking of her as uh, as the character she played later in life. But it's certainly Mrs. Teapot. Uh, I think that was the name of the character in Beauty and the Beast. She played a teapot. It some. was definitely a teapot. Yeah. So I've got an acquaintance, almost buddy, Michael Horton, who's uh-huh. head of the Final Cut Pro Users Group oh, in okay. L.A., who played Nephew Grady on Murder, She Wrote. Really? Yeah. That's cool. And he's also in Star Trek First Contact and a bunch of other stuff. Okay. Horton's done well, a lot of deal. stuff. Anyway. But he reflected on mm-hmm. what a great lady she was. Great lady, nice long life, You know, yeah. certainly a, a, a wonderful body of work. Uh, she was in MAME. She did a, on stage. I saw Mark Hamill paid a tribute to her. Yeah. And Manchurian candidate she she had a really wow. really i mean she played the evil mother she was the bad guy in manchurian Candidate. if you hadn't seen that the original she has a very those. diverse portfolio she does work. yeah and i think we those of us that you know saw her her later in life think of her as a certain way but she she could play a lot of different yeah. roles so very but, talented woman sorry to see her gone but uh certainly a wonderful long life it seems like murder she wrote ran forever on yeah. cbs yeah 
So that's but, what I remember the most. Yeah, with putting Beanie and the Beast. All right, we're going to head to break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about best TV shows of all time. Rolling Stone dropped a list a few weeks ago, and Art completely disagrees with it, and Jay has seen none of them, so we're going to talk about that next. And we're back after a short break where we really said nothing. It was just music went to a break. No, no live at Dave's spot anymore. No. we got to come up with something to drop in there. We need guys of a certain age merch that we can sell. Yeah. Or Virch. Virch. Virtual you merchandise. You were listening to my Geek of the Week at Dave's. From Roblox. Virtual merchandise. Virtual merchandise. Oh, man, I've slept since then. Come on, give me a break. You slept so. during that. <laughs> No, I didn't. I was, punch, yeah. I was punching a lot of buttons yeah. during that. So. George Abide, who I forgot to mention, and Dave's, oh. of course, we did. he wasn't there, though. He should have been there. He should have mentioned there. he should have shown up. Yeah. But uh, he said, boy, it looked like a lot of work. And I said, yeah, it was for you, Robbie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yet again, on my back. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Had to go to the chiropractor the yeah. next day. Oh, my gosh. I carried, he made me carry the equipment in. Thanks for showing. You may have carried it out. I, I carried a little bit out. Yeah. He did but not carry little, the bag out. But the bag out. Weighed more than you and me both. Good grief. Yeah. It was probably 40 pounds. I carried the backpack out. Yeah. Yeah, you did. So, all right, let's talk uh, Rolling Stone's best list of television, including streaming. So, it's episodic streaming as well as broadcast television. And, uh, you know, they've done this a few times, and we've talked about, you know, what we think is great, what we think is not great. Yeah. Um, You know, I thought it'd be fun to revisit the top 20. Then I was informed by one of our host here that uh, the block of 40 to 21 are the ones that he has is most familiar with so uh, we'll just kind of drop in and uh, so they've got the good place at number 40 um, I'll go through a few of them Kirby, did y'all see the good place did, did you watch it loved yeah, the good I, place. I think I watched it's, one episode it's, we watched the whole thing loved it thought it was great Curb Your, Enth- Curb Your Enthusiasm Larry David never seen an episode 39. I need to watch that because I've heard it's great I, I kind of like his sense of humor mm-hmm. uh, let's see Hill Street Blues at 38 you used to watch Hill Street Blues I've yeah, been watching I watched that, that yeah. one that only ran for six years on NBC and I thought it ran for longer. It seems but, like it should have, but it, it may be getting confused with some of those other. But remember, this is back when it was 22 to 24 episodes a season. Yeah, so. that's a lot of episodes. That's because right. you would always try to hit that magical five-season mark so you can syndicate and uh-huh. get uh, residuals. Arrested Development came in at 37, which started on Fox. The Netflix picked it up for another six-year run. I never watched it, but I wanted to. That's an underrated show to me. That's really... That's so you watched really, it? Yeah, that's really a funny show. Um. I love Lucy at yeah, number 36. For sure. One, one of the Watch classics. That, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's one of those that, I mean, sometimes those are, quite frankly, I appreciate the history. And they can be hard to watch. And the thing is, we have a term that says it's too Lucy-like because mm-hmm. it's, a, you know, it gets to be a ridic- ridiculous situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she invented the genre. I mean, mm-hmm. she invented that that thing. That's So, so, uh, so yeah, I'm, I, I love it. I'm a fan, especially for the history of it. But sometimes you watch it go, come on, man. <laughs> you know, it's um, it, it was groundbreaking. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, and of course, to me, also their legacy in Desilu Studios. As a Star Trek fan, you got to appreciate it. But so much of what they did, again, they helped invent television as we know it. Hmm. Thirty-five lost. We won't talk about that because I still haven't watched it. Thirty-four, <laughs> the U.S. version of The Office. Yeah. Have you guys watched The Office start to finish? Yeah. I oh have. yeah. Yeah. Jared, I thought you were supposed to be talking about this. As I'm, a, I'm, as a well, I'm. You're talking. Yeah. Well, I'm going through. I'm waiting for, you know, I'm waiting. Jay, what do you have to say about The Office? I love The Office. That's what she said. Okay. (laughs) 
Thank you, Michael Scott. I've got I've got a world's greatest boss mug on my desk. Oh, you do. Uh, Monty Python Flying Circus, uh, flying Monty Python's flying. Yeah, circus. see, I don't think I've ever watched that show, but I've watched other things Monty Python did. So I don't know if that counts or not. That's really it where it all started. So yeah. I watched it on MTV when MTV was looking for. I remember watching it on PBS. Watched some on yeah. PBS mm-hmm. as well, and so, uh, they've had them on Netflix or Amazon somewhere. Yeah. You can go back and watch some of them. Thirty-two Better Call Saul. Never watched um, it. I watched the first season or two of that and really liked it, and we just stopped watching it for some reason. Me as well, and I'm going to wait. I'm, I'm kind of waiting till the last season drops on Netflix, then I want to watch the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I think you had to have AMC to watch it live, right? Yeah. Yeah, so and that may be That's one a of the prequel reasons. to something, right? Prequel to Breaking Bad. Breaking yeah, Bad. and okay. a lot of people say it's superior to Breaking Bad. I don't. I find that hard to believe that it could be, but, you know. Well, I, I love Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, I do too. I mean, his his character is, is just fabulous. Um, Thirty one, Game of Thrones. I watched about a half a season, and I didn't continue. But I am enjoying the Dragon House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon, the dragon thing. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Or I watched the first season, some into the second season. And I didn't care for it. Um, I thought it was great until they ran out of George R. R. Martin's original material. Yeah. They kind of diverged. The last season was somewhat disappointing. Yeah, uh, I would have preferred uh, instead of less longer episodes more shorter episodes yeah, okay so but uh, i know people like, love it i know you i i, I was a big fan of first it. first few seasons anyway yeah, yeah. It, to me it was much watch tv um uh, i would watch it as it came out the night of yeah uh, up until well i watched it even all the way through but it, it started to lose a little bit of steam uh into six yeah in the final season and this house of the dragon original material yeah or, yeah okay so house of the dragon so one of the things that george rr R. martin did as he was laying out the whole world building for game of thrones he wrote a couple of volumes of history quote unquote and there's one that that Chronicles the Targaryens conquest of Westeros been compared to the Cimmerillion. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. And um, so a lot, a lot easier to read than the. I was going to say probably, <laughs> probably more of a prose thing as opposed to an encyclopedia yeah. thing like the Cimmerillion yeah. was. Okay. But uh, so the House of the Dragon, the entire um, plot has been laid out. There's a lot of things that the that the folks, can, the showrunners can take creative license with because it's only, say, referenced in a sentence. Gotcha. Uh, but George R. R. Martin is a show, is an executive producer and actually involved in House of the Dragon. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, so that's, uh, and then number 30, Parks and Rec, NBC. Which, I loved Parks and Rec. Love it. I haven't I, finished it, but I, I, I won't. I well. liked it better than The Office, to be you honest. You know, I, I kind of go back and forth on it, so especially going back and watching The Office. I go, oh, there's so much cringeworthy stuff, especially that Michael Scott you yeah. know, does. You go, oh, how did they get away with this? Uh, and I, I think I just felt, this is a strange way to put it, felt more at home with Parks and Rec. You know, I, those characters, to me, I'm more comfortable with as opposed to, you know, the the kind of, Discomfort I sometimes felt watching The Office. Yeah, Michael Scott's character was awkward. Yeah. Parks and Rec was funny. Whereas I loved Ron Swanson. I took to say two words, Ron Swanson. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I need you to bring me all <laughs> your bacon. <laughs> Not right. just as much bacon as you can bring, but uh-huh. I need all your yeah. bacon. I mean, yeah, Nick, Nick Offerman is just it's fantastic, just hilarious. What's so, fascinating and, to me, because there was another one, too. Well, maybe Community, was it? Similar? Community, yeah. Very similar. And, and, I, and it's somewhere on the list, but I... I kind of find it fascinating that the office and parks and rec you know had the sim- very similar formats well and uh, is that originally and both made it originally parks and rec was supposed to take place as an offshoot of the office yeah so some of the same writers did parks and rec as well oh, okay. so it's that idea of it being a documentary uh-huh. you know so you got a film crew there yeah uh, now we'll say parks and rec 
that first season before they brought Rob Lowe and Adam Scott yeah. uh, in is just okay. Yeah. I mean, it's barely okay. That really kicked in the second season. Rob you Lowe could, and Adam Scott really yeah, filled you out could, the cast. You could skip the whole first season. Yeah. And, of course, Chris Pratt being in there is Andy. Right. You know, completely unrecognizable now <laughs> yeah. fans of Guardians of the Galaxy and all those other action movies. Uh, 29's kind of old school. Roots. Roots, yeah. That's an yeah. original. I, mean, I watched it when it came out. Of that. Yeah. And that was, ABC. you talk about landmark television. Yeah. 1977. You know? Yeah. That's where we, we first met LeVar Burton uh-huh. uh, as uh, Kunta Kinte. Yeah. And really, you know, um, uh, a lot of those, like with the guy that played, um, gosh, dog, uh, Kuntakinte's as, as a John Amos. Man. Yeah, thank you, John Amos. Oh, I uh, love John Amos. We'd only seen him as the father from Good Times as yeah. James, and you're like, my gosh, he's great. He's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I loved his character in West Wing later as a, as a admiral. A, well, no, he was chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff. So he's in Beastmaster. Oh, I forgot that. Um, Jay, any comments so far? I, no, I'm just no, going to read through no, and we'll comment. Go, go we're yeah, the Roots then, was one that you would watch and then everybody would talk about it at school oh, or yeah. wherever you are. Yeah, I remember watching it with my yeah. family. Uh-huh, you know, yeah. It was like a miniseries, yeah. wasn't it? I mean, yeah, it was. Less. And it was one of the first, I it wasn't one of the first miniseries, but it was certainly one of the first miniseries that really, you know, uh, became a like i said a, a, a kind of a, a changing event yeah and i remember i remember kuta kente there was chicken george was another character that yeah. came along later i mean uh-huh. i remember those and i can i mean I, alex haley i mean all that yeah uh 28 is friday night lights based upon the movie not the show i've never yeah. seen either the book is fabulous yeah the, the book is about the rise of of high school football in west texas yeah Permian Odessa, mm-hmm. and you know Friday Night Lights. The TV show is loosely based on the movie, but it was it, it's just it kind of took some liberties. Yeah. West Texas high school football, yeah. And, and I understand people think that's a great show. I've never it, watched it. It's but, fabulous. Yeah. It's absolutely fabulous. Mm-hmm. And guess who was a guest star in Friday Night Lights? You? Same friend of yours? No. Who? The head football coach of the Mississippi State University Bulldogs, Mike Leach, appeared wow. in Friday Night Lights. So what did he play, coach? Yeah. yeah. So the so the what's his face? Um, oh, who played the the coach? Uh, Kyle Chandler. Yeah, uh, is pulling up at a gas station, filling up. There's Mike Leach as the head coach of Texas Tech, which is in West Texas. You know, Lubbock's in that, and so they have a conversation about football. Oh, that's cool. And that's then great. it goes on. I have to go so. look that episode. It, it's really it's really kind of fun. So Mike yeah. Leach, New York Times bestselling author. Uh-huh. Uh, in Friday Night Lights. And what's star. fascinating about the Friday Night Lights season is talking about football, but along with that, and as a band nerd, I mean, I testify to this, the band program in Texas, high school band programs are huge as well. At one point, the band director here at Mississippi State left his you know SEC-level band school and went to be the director of bands in a in an area in Texas. In a high school. In a high school wow. setting, yeah. yeah. And That's interesting. So, else. anyway. Uh, 27 is Deadwood, which ran on HBO from 04 to 06. Never watched that. Never watched it. I didn't either, but that was kind of the uh, the beginning of of prestige television yeah. on HBO. Because you had... That come before or after Sopranos? Uh, I came after Sopranos. It's kind of like they were trying to do a Sopranos in the West, I think, right? So you had, yeah, you had you Sopranos, had... Deadwoods, uh, Rome, yeah. um, you know, a few others. But that was kind of the prestige mm-hmm. era, the beginning of it, so... Uh, 26 Sesame Street. Oh. Absolutely watched it. Yeah, yeah, we all did. And, uh, well, at least 
Jay and I did. I don't know about all. I watched Sesame Street. Yeah. So, but I mean, it was the, just a dirt road when I watched. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, Landmark Television started in the late '60s. Um, you know, it was. It now, was I do remember Snuffleupagus making his first appearance. I really do. Yeah. He was not a character That's for great. years, and all of a sudden, he, you know. And the thing is, I don't know if you remember this or not. But the kids were the only ones that could see him. Uh-huh. And then they realized oh, that's right. that that was a problem because it made the older people thought the kids were lying. So they thought that's why they ended up making him where everybody could see him because oh. they thought that was reinforcing a, a bad idea about kids. You know, yeah, one of the lying. greatest theme songs of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Children's Television Workshop is what it used to be called. Yeah. So, but. Although I will say, I always liked the electric company better. I, I did too. I did yeah. too. Morgan Freeman. Well, and Rita Marino. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I like three, two, one contact even better. Ah, the Bloodhound Gang. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Yes. was pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. Zoom was three, two, one contact. It was science, uh-huh. and I liked science a lot. Uh-huh. Um, Twenty five Mash uh, CBS, yeah. which ran from seventy two to eighty three. I thought it'd be higher. It ran longer than the Korean War, which it depicted. Yeah, and it's one of those two that you know. Was based on a movie, yeah. popular movie, but By far surpassed. Robert Altman. Yeah, yeah, far surpassed. The, and, and if you go and watch the movie now and expect to see what you know from the TV show, you'll be very disappointed. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that. So it, it, this has been higher on this list. Uh, a few more recent editions yeah. have, have knocked it down. And that's the thing about a list like this is that, to me, you need to look at the ones that have been on the list, regardless of where they place, been on the list for a long time. Yeah. Because the, there are some that are at the top that will go away, that yeah. are right now, you know, are we think are, are great, but aren't going to have the lasting power. They may be a great series, but aren't going to have the staying power of an I Love Lucy or MASH. 24 Freaks and Geeks. I never watched that. It seemed like a show that had been right in my alley, and I don't know if it just hit. I can't remember even when it came out. 99 to 2000. Yeah, just wasn't wasn't time when I would be watching it. I just, it wasn't something. um, A lot of great people came from it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had. uh, Seth Rogen in that? Yeah. Jason Segal, James Franco. Uh, Um, Lisa Card? Maybe. Don't know. This is interesting. This is an addition at 23 that wasn't there last time, uh, the HBO series Watchmen. I was surprised oh, really? to see that. I mean, I loved it, but I was yeah. surprised to see it so That high. was really good. I, it, it Again, would. one of those that I think may, I, I may think, drop as the years go by. So I think it's got a little recency bias there. I think so, um, too. Yeah, you know, be. And the, mm-hmm. their, their tackling of the Tulsa Massacre mm-hmm. as things were starting to, uh, the, the, the George Floyd incident had hap- yeah. you know, happened. Yeah. You know, this came out seven or eight months before George Floyd yeah. was, was brutally massacred i guess i could say that um so i i think there's a little recency bias but But i do think it is just an excellent series and and as somebody who you know is kind of begrudgingly you know understands the importance of the watchman graphic novel although it's not something i can say i enjoy i certainly respect the achievement that that novel is and the movie that snyder did was you know up till the end pretty much a shot by shot recreation of it yeah this watchman i really it resonated with me i really thought it was it was the best watchman story i would seen so far and regina king was fabulous yeah she was just absolutely fabulous uh 22 star trek uh, which ran on NBC 66 to 69. Yeah. yeah, the original series. Yeah. And uh, 21, I think this should probably be higher because of its impact, All in the Family. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I definitely watch that. Um, yeah, yeah, I think both. you could say that for both of those. Yeah. Whether, whether, they, whether they are dated, and they both would certainly be, 
you know, but they they had such an impact at their time, and all in the family was was again we've used this term, but groundbreaking. Norman Lear was just fabulous. Yeah, hundred years old. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, twenty thirty rock. I've only seen a few episodes. Me too. I love thirty rock. I think it, I, what I loved what I watched was great, but I just never have gone yeah. back to watch it. And I, I, you liked what was the what was the um, the series? Oh, uh, the that came out the same time as Western Wing. Uh, West as Thirty Rock, um, Sunset uh, Studio sixty on Sunset. Yeah, Studio. which was the serious version of Thirty Rock. And and I think people either did one or the other. They came out the the yeah. exact same time. Yeah, but Thirty Rock, we love Thirty Rock. You know, I. What I've seen, I've liked, but I just don't know. It's the twentieth best series of all time. Yeah, again, I yeah, I can agree with that. I don't yeah. know that I would have put it at twenty. On, on I mean, there are there are some of the we mentioned already that I would have put higher than twenty yeah. rock. Although, like I said, like but it is one, you know. And this is something I thought about as we talked about discussing this. Is it something that I can go back and watch again? You know, uh, I don't, I don't usually go back and watch Thirty Rock. I will watch episodes of The Office over and over again. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch episodes of Seinfeld. We hadn't gotten to that one yet. I've certainly watched Star Trek over and over again. Uh, 30 Rock, as much as I loved it, maybe too much of its time yeah. to really have, you know, staying power. Mm-hmm. 19's one I've never seen. I May Destroy You. It ran on BBC and HBO for 20 in 2020, yeah, so for one season. Yeah. I'd never heard of it either. And Rolling Stone's good about throwing stuff in that we're supposed that think we're supposed to know just yeah. to kind of look cool. <laughs> uh, 18, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which I would I, say that's probably, you know, had great years, had awful years, and sometimes, you know, within the same year, yeah, <laughs> really yeah. good or really but bad. But certainly has a staying power. It does. Yeah. around. It, yeah. and it, it in The Simpsons, both of those. Yeah, and, and it's one of those that, you know, at the time it came out, it was, again, just such a new thing. We haven't seen that, and it's such a revolutionary thing. And now it's become such a, you know, cornerstone of what, you know, we expect. And how many people come out of that show? Yeah, absolutely. But I wonder how things. many people actually watch the show versus how many people watch clips on YouTube. And I think that's where more Saturday Night Live has, has mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Remember when being a musical guest on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live was must-see TV? Oh, yeah. Sinead O'Connor tearing up the picture that's of the That's exactly Pope. right, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And then, um, oh gosh, I've completely drawn a blank on her name, but the one that was called Lip Syncing. Um, Jessica oh, Simpson's is Oh, yeah. Ashley Simpson? Ashley Simpson. Ashley, yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, and so blamed it on the drummer, threw the drummer under the bus. Of course, because drummers are just like that. They're scum of the air. Yeah. So, uh, 17, The Leftovers, HBO, 2014 to 17. Uh, never watched it. Never watched it. And that has the lady that's now in uh, The Gilded Age, right? Uh, Karen Coon. Yeah, like Karen Coon. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was based upon a book uh, by Tom Peralto. Uh, Damon Linden, I can never pronounce. Lindelof. Lindelof was okay. the showrunner on that. Then he went to go do Watchmen. Okay. I may have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, Twin Peaks um, came in at 16. I so. remember it, but I don't know that I actually watched it. When it we started. watched every episode of it, and it was must-watch TV. In fact, we had at the, the, the final thing, we had a big... Uh, all of us in our, our company in Memphis got together at somebody's house and watched the, the final episode. So it was one of those, again, one of those that I don't go back and rewatch. Very quirky, very, yeah. um, very, yeah. <laughs> very and, and David spawned Lynch. A, spawned a lot of imitators. Yeah. You know, nothing ever really kind of, including, uh, I think, a revisit to Twin Peaks that they did themselves didn't really yeah, know, resonate was, as well. That was on Showtime in 2017. Then there was the Firewalk with Me movie yeah. as well. So, but I never watched. Uh, Twin Peaks, fifteen. The Larry Sanders Show, starring Gary Spaulding. I, I, I watched that. Sandling, Sandling, not Spaulding. Gary Spaulding. Sandling. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. What were you saying, Jim? I, I watched that. I remember when it came out. Let's see. What was that? 92. So I was just out of school and um, single and had a lot of time to watch TV. So. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I thought it was hilarious. I, it was it was very, very funny, but I don't think it was number 15. Yeah. Oh, well. Worthy of number 15. Yeah, I can so. definitely agree with that, too. Uh, 14. Yeah, that's hard to believe that's on, that's 15. And yeah. I, I've never watched it, but I knew people that loved it, but still. Groundbreaking for the time. Yeah. Um, 14's The Americans, which I cannot recommend. Enough. I know. You've said that, and we just never have. Got, Becky keeps wanting to watch it. Maybe I need to go back and watch it again. Um, I, I, still, for my money, the best series finale of all time. Okay. Even so, over Bob Newhart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very heart wrenching, but very satisfying. Okay, so um, what's it on? It's uh, it's FX. You can get it on Prime, Hulu. We can get it on Hulu. You can get it on Hulu. Yeah, I'm sure. But uh, I mean, that's got to be the best show to come out of FX. Okay, um, but it's at 14. I would agree with that. I, again, how many seasons? Um, six, but they're ten episodes. Okay, each. so they're not full 24. Mm, okay, no. so let's do May, maybe 12. Yeah, we know. may have to try that. It's it's fabulous. I would go back and watch it again. Um. 13 Veep on HBO. Again, one of those that I've heard great things yeah, about. Just I haven't, haven't watched. watched. Julia Lewis Dreyfus. Louis. Dreyfus. Louis Dreyfus. Uh-huh. Yeah, from Seinfeld. Um, and from Saturday Night Live. And from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hello. Hey, that's right. How did we not mention that first? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's all that exists for us now. That's right. Because uh, we won't go see Black Adam. Number 12, the Twilight Zone. I will. Well, we won't go together. Maybe not together, time. but Art and I'll go. Uh, Twilight Zone, number 12. I think that holds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That's, a solid, that's a solid choice. Um, you know, Rod Serling was just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember when, was it CBS that tried to bring it back in the late 80s? Oh, yeah. Right? They mm-hmm. actually tried to bring it back a couple of times. And, and one of the ones I saw in the late 80s was good. I remember uh, Bruce Willis being on one called Shatterday. And it was just incredible. Hmm. Really, really good stuff. But... You know, they've never been able to capture, uh, to me, having Ron Serling sit there with a cigarette. I mean, it just puts it in, I mean, it just, it, it creates something that you can't. can't and redo. being in black and white. Yeah, yeah I think that's, there's something about being black and white, too. Yeah. Uh, to serve man. It's yeah. a cookbook. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. 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 Uh, 11. Now, this is recency bias, but I think I agree with this. Succession on HBO. And I haven't seen that yet. Have you guys seen I'm it yet, Jay? No. It's great. A lot of foul language, but uh, I love uh, Brian Cox as Logan Roy. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's phenomenal. That's another one that we've had suggested by more than just you, so we probably ought to. So it, it's it's comedy, farce, drama. I mean, you, it's really his. Is, uh, it, is it through or is it continuing? Is it? It's continuing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Jeremy Strong, who plays Kendall Roy, is just hilarious. Alan Ruck is the. Uh, Idiot, older son, Alan Rock. Yeah, uh, number ten. I think we can all agree on this: the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah, sure. that's a great show. Uh, and it, it's still a top ten show of yeah. all time. I mean, you know, for a while on CBS, you had Mary Tyler Moore, Bob Newhart, Rhoda, uh, Carol Burnett, all that stuff mm-hmm. that you just had to watch. The Tiffany Network. Yes, that's right. The yeah. Tiffany Network. Yeah. And CBS was the powerhouse because mm-hmm. you had Cronkite at five thirty. Yeah. Uh, you with, never changed the channel. You, you did not. It was it was so incredibly strong. And then CBS's problems became it was they became known as the network for senior citizens. Yeah. And still kind of have that reputation. They today. do. Yeah. They do. But they've they've had a renaissance. Wasn't our Angela Lansbury's Murder, yeah, she wrote. Murder, she wrote yeah. was on that. Uh, okay. Was Matlock on there? Uh, no, Matlock was so NBC. NBC. Was yeah. Uh, Tom Bosley, the father, whatever murders, father 
Yeah. Father Brown. Yeah, I yep. think it was, which had a crossover with Murder, She Wrote. That's right. So, uh, Number nine, Atlanta, which is on FX. Uh, Haven't seen that. I know they're no, wrapping up this season. And I understand that's you good, know, too. You know, I would love to go back and watch that when I'm in a right frame of mind. Yeah. Donald Glover's phenomenal. I think he is, too. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's that's a new entry to the list. Uh, number eight, Cheers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Cheers. You know, I've only seen maybe a dozen episodes. Oh, I, that used to be one I would come home. I mean, I can remember before we had children, uh, coming home in, in Memphis and sitting there, and I would usually get a beer and watch it with Norman and, <laughs> and Sam and Diane and, uh, you know, all those folks, Rebecca later on. But, yeah, we watched. I watched every episode of Cheers yeah. and, you know, up to the finale. One of the greatest theme songs of all yeah. time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Where everybody has Absolutely. Number seven, Mad Men. I still, still haven't, haven't seen watched that it. Yet. <laughs> I, I can't recommend it enough either. Yeah. I, I think it's the best series on AMC yet, ever, and that's including Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul yeah. and Walking Dead. So, um, John Hamm is, I think, the best American male actor working today. Wow, wow, that's I, true. I, I'm, a, I'm a big John Hamm fan. I mean, him doing Santa Claus and the World Cup commercials, yeah. and him trying to get a date with Flo yeah. from Progressive. I mean, it's just he's hilarious. Fletch, the the Fletch movie, has it come and gone or is it? Uh, no, I don't think it's dropped yet. And he's I, he's Fletch. I think that's going to be good. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to seeing that. Um, Art, you, I think you would love Mad Men. Yeah, based upon you know our our careers in advertising, so um, incredibly strong. One of the great, one of the most solid endings of any TV okay. show ever. I'll have to try it again. Uh, six Seinfeld for yeah. sure. For Seinfeld. Sure. Yeah, I think I've seen two episodes. Really. Of yeah. Wow! I just, wow! I just never could get into it. So worst finale ever, I would say. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of controversy finale. about that, but I think you're probably right. Yeah. We just finished Friends, and great finale for Friends. Yeah. So what's funny is, as much as I love Seinfeld, and I absolutely love Seinfeld, again, I find myself able to rewatch Friends more so than Seinfeld. Then there was a while where we were watching every episode of Seinfeld, you know, mm-hmm. syndicated on TBS or whatever. We were watching them. Now I find that I watched. I, I'm more again. I think it's a comfort thing. I, I find that I'm much more comfortable with the Friends Friends than I am with Seinfeld. Well, still a great show. It's a lot more positive. Friends has got more yeah. of a funny positive. Yeah. And I think that may, that's a good point. Seinfeld is very New York sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, number five, Fleabag. I never watched that. I haven't either. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah, on it, it was a BBC Amazon production, yeah. so you can get it on Amazon. Heard it's good. The Wire is number four. And watch that either. No Idris Elba in that, right? Yeah, I've watched a couple of episodes. Just couldn't quite get into it. Um, but it's it's fairly fairly dark, and it seems like we're getting darker and darker. It does seem dark. like that. I was noticing mm. that same thing. It's like number three, Breaking Bad. Yeah, speaking of dark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I need to watch that one. I, I think Lauren has watched it, but I have not. You know, I don't think I'll ever go back and rewatch it. There I, are, I wondered that too. Yeah, and it's kind of one thing that you kind of experience in the okay, I've done that. I don't know if I want to get back into that world again, but it, it's certainly worth watching once anyway. Number two is The Simpsons. Okay, okay. being yeah. dark. I yeah, <laughs> I just don't know the that Simpsons. it's the second best. No, I mean, I mean uh, we've talked about this before. I think The Simpsons in its heyday was hilarious and was a great show. I think it may have overstayed its welcome. Yeah. I mean, at 27, 8 years, 30 yeah. years, whatever it is now. Um, uh, certainly, you know, to be commended for that longer run. But at some point, I think it just gets to be, well, let's just see how long we can keep it on. 
to me, it feels like when the Academy gave Peter Jackson the uh, uh, Academy Award for directing for Return of the King, they basically gave it to him for the whole series. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of feel like this uh-huh. is a longevity placement. Uh-huh. Um, well, think about it this way, though: if it's just say if it's if it's been out thirty years, if it had stopped at twenty. Would you feel different? Would you, would you say, okay, well, they stopped at a good point, and, I, and it does rank number I, two? I think The Simpsons is a top 40, but it's not, to me, it's not a top 10. It's not in a top five. Yeah. I don't think. And, now, and again, it's had a cultural impact that is, it's incredible. Right, right. But, you know, it's just, I, I think, I think you're, I think what Robbie said is right. There's a certain appreciation for just a sheer volume and it's like here's your lifetime achievement award uh-huh. which we're hoping to get one of those with guys of a certain age right. since we're past 200 episodes number one any guess art what number one is andy griffith no the anti-andy griffith what is it the sopranos oh the sopranos it should be andy griffith yeah now i i would put west wing higher oh, west wing was God. like in the 40s uh andy griffith black and white pre-color Best ever. That's what black and white means. Yeah. Free color. Yeah. Actually, it could be black and white and colors around already because, you know, it's yeah, like, you're right. It's you're right. Those in Dep- color. Depends on the, the budget. The budget. <laughs> That's right. Did you guys watch the Never Sopranos? have watched The Sopranos. Nope. I tried to watch it. Didn't I just didn't care for it. But I made myself watch it. I found mm. myself liking some of the characters, but I, I was disappointed by The Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, which is maybe. Sopranos is like caviar. Nobody really likes, but everybody feels like they should. You know, <laughs> this well tastes said. like this tastes like salty bait. Yeah, yeah, but look how much expensive how expensive it is. You should like it. So I would probably put Breaking Bad above Sopranos. Yeah. I would probably. I'm looking through the top ten. If I was going to re rank, I would put, I'd put Twilight Zone above Sopranos. For yeah, sure. I would put Mad Men. I, I may. But put, again, I have not seen Sopranos. So I I may put Mad Men number one. Um. I, I can't believe Friends is not in this list. In this Andy Griffith's 40. not on the list. And I, you know. 49. I don't remember seeing Andy Griffith in the list at all. I don't think Andy Griffith uh-huh. was in the list whatsoever. I mean, Bob and, Newhart has barely made his 86. Yeah. yeah. And you know, West Wing, which I, I still think is one of the greatest of all time, is what, 55, 54, something like that? Um, Wonder Years, one of my favorites, was number 90, so I'm just happy it made the list. Yeah, just happy to but be But you know, here. my all of my friends and family watch... Um, Shoot the uh, what's the hospital show? I, I, my mind is blank. It's ER Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. It was not on the list. Yeah, but it's Saint Elsewhere on here. I thought that was a great show. Uh, yeah, Saint Elsewhere was in the nineties, I believe. Was Let's it not? See. Halt and Catch Fire came in at fifty-five. I would put that much higher. I think okay. that's a much better show. Uh, ER was at fifty-four. Yeah, I don't I'm think just Saint Elsewhere was there because I watched that and I didn't write it down. Um, I thought it was. What about Young and the Restless? No. <laughs> well, you know, none. There was no soap operas in there at all. Yeah, I don't know. there I should not. Sorry, Mrs. Reed. Yeah, <laughs> no days it. of our lives. Well, yeah, Band of Brothers made it at eighty. So that's a great, great I, series. I, I would say some of the stuff that's in the lower teen that were in the teens were, were higher than some of the top five. Yeah. So well, I do think they tend to reward drama over comedy. They do. Uh, they do tend to reward things that they consider are serious adult whether they and they may just be so dark and you know and so you've sad. got you've got buffy the vampire slayer at 73 then you've got good times at 72 good times is a much better series yeah and I, jeopardy was the only game show in the list it was at 50 really yeah well i i just i don't know it, everybody's got their own different list um but i just 
I don't really agree with the Rolling Stone list. Yeah, and that's the whole reason they do this. I mean, it's like a printed clickbait. And, of course, it's actual clickbait, too, because we're looking at it online. But, you know, they want the whole idea is they're going to throw some, I think, they're going to throw some things in here to create conversation. And then everybody's going, oh, Rolling Stone. I haven't talked about Rolling Stone in a couple of years. Let me go back and look at Rolling Stone. So what's your favorite best TV show of all time, would you say? I'm going to ask you too, Jay, because I've already said Mad Men. Gosh. I would put Mad Men up there. Um, I mean, I really do think Andy Griffith is one of the best comedies of all time. I think it's one of the, I think it's just, I mean, it's one of those that holds up. It's, it stood the test of time. The one that I'd look back to and think about, you know, making sure that I saw and, and still love is the Wonder Years. Really? I mean, I, I don't know as far, if you gauge acting and all that stuff, I don't know how that plays out, but as far as enjoyment and making sure that I saw it, Wonder Years was it. Wonder Years for you. I, yeah, Andy I'm Griffith. saying Andy Griffith. I think that, that would change probably in ten minutes. You know, so we'll see. But I don't think we have ten minutes. <laughs> we're not going to take. 10 we, minutes. We've gone uh, probably a little bit over our time. Yeah. So, but uh, what, so, so what was yours, Mad Men? It would be Mad Men okay. of, of that list. Mad Men. Yeah. The Americans would be top. I mean, 10 Star for me. Trek is obviously my favorite yeah. of all time. So maybe and I the Office stick with that. is another one that I yeah. you know, would absolutely go back and watch again. To me, my top five would be probably Mad Men, West Wing. Uh, the Americans is great. I love Halt and Catch Fire. I don't know what I put at five. That's really in no particular yeah. order other than Mad Men. But you know, but again, what have we? What has clicked with us? Yeah, so. and it's what is clicking with us right now. Yeah, I mean, like you know, a week from now, I may pick Tiger King. Yeah, I'm not going to pick Tiger King. <laughs> I didn't mention Doctor Who at all, did I? He did not. I did not. Neither did. Was Rolling it on the list? Stone. Yeah. Oh, Rolling Stone did not. Faulty Towers was on the list. Yeah which I thought was interesting. So, all right, that's going to wrap us for this week. Thanks, guys, for joining us. We'll see you next time around.